0: Let me start. Welcome to the uh, Nico's Thoughts podcast where I have on special guest Herschel. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- Let's crack a um, Would you want to introduce yourself?
1: Oh, yeah. My name is Herschel. Um, I'm a student uh, in New York City. Um, I'm here to promote um, my new religion slash album, uh, Herschel Sings the Blues. Uh it's coming okay. to shelves uh April 5th. Uh check it out. I think it's also gonna be on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, okay. bootlegged on YouTube. Yeah.
0: And um how popular is this um Herschel Sings the Blues religion podcast song album?
1: Well, I just came up with it about like a minute ago when <laughs> you asked me to describe myself, but I think I'm pretty hyped for it. I think it's going to be big hit.
0: All right. All right. I like that. Um, So uh, I guess how is the quarantine treating you and your family at this point?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, okay. Um, Yeah, I have um, tenants who feel the need to just play the piano constantly 24-7. Oh. They're like old Gothic Victorians. They just feel the need to have haunting music playing in the halls constantly. And then I also have, like, a church on my blog that just wants to let us know that we're wasting our time by letting us know every time an hour has passed by ringing, like... Church is super loud. It's, like, the worst thing.
0: (laughs) And where is this happening? Like, what
1: neighborhood in uh, the the city do you live in? Oh, the best neighborhood. I live a block away from the Gowanus Canal, the most polluted canal in New York City. And um, even though it's, like, possibly the worst place you could live, you walk anywhere near the canal, you feel like you're about to die. Um, Our house (laughs) is still worth over a million dollars because... Apparently, this is enough of a top-quality neighborhood to uh, get hipsters to, like, live here. There's an apartment building, like, a fancy apartment building. Then they built a promenade on the canal. On the canal? Yeah. And there's all these, like, millennials and, like, Gen Xers moving in, and it's completely wild. Because why in any way would you ever want to live by one of the most polluted canals in America. I don't even know. I mean, would you rather drink water from the Gowanus Canal or water from Flint, Michigan? That's the real question. Um, I would say they'd probably be on par. That's a yikes. Yeah, you know it.
0: Yeah. Only quarantine has uh, made me, think myself, it's made me a bit more open. And I guess I'm getting back to being myself more than anything. Which I think is a good thing. Uh.
1: The only thing that's been keeping me alive has been... Hmm? Oh, good. Uh, The only thing that's been keeping me alive has been Animal Crossing. Because, like... You know... Cut this part out. I'm stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Let's start on our first topic, which will be leftism, and leftist ideas as chosen oh, vibes. So, I know you're a fan of Slavoj Zizek. Um, uh,
1: Slavoj Zizek is a very interesting philosopher. Um, He's one of those, like, guys who's like, He's only one of these pretentious philosophers who's like, "Ooh, uh, I think therefore I am." Ooh, uh, my name oh. is so- Socrates, and um, uh, I am, I am a fascist, basically. Nah, this guy's oh. just like, nah. I know that I'm like some pretentious slob, and I'm just gonna like share my opinions on like the world and ideology. And stuff. Huh. Um,
0: I guess I personally don't exactly ascribe to his kind of philosophy because I'm more of a social democrat, which in the international world is more of like a centrist or center left kind of dude. Uh, but um, from what I've gathered from talking to you before, you're a bit um, more to the left than I am.
1: Oh, yeah. I am a. Well, Slavoj doesn't like describe my philosophies perfectly he's not like my guy he's more authoritarian but i'm more of um i'm more of an anarchist interesting um
0: um i guess the first question i'll ask you is uh how did you come to that uh kind of ideology and philosophy
1: well you know that whole thing about the alt-right pipeline How like if you watch like like Sargon of a Cat or like PewDiePie, you slowly like you could probably like slowly transform into like an alt-right nationalist. Yeah, like you slowly start getting, oh, I'm on Ben Shapiro. Oh, I'm on
0: Charlie Kirk. Oh, I'm on Richard Spencer. Oh, I'm literally on Hitler speeches.
1: Yeah, there's a really good um video. There's a really good video series on how people get to join the alt-right, it's called The Alt-Right Playbook by Innuendo Studios on YouTube. It's really good. I'll check it out. Yeah. But anyway, so I think I did that, but with, like, the left. I left. went on, like, I clicked on a video one day that I thought was going to be against feminism because I was at this, like, centrist point where I used to, oh. like, listen to, like, The Amazing Atheist and, like, Sargon of a Cat when I was in, like, seventh grade. I used to listen to Prager U when I was younger. That was a oh god <laughs> i used to think it was a real university oh my god same uh well anyway so i was like i clicked on one of those videos it wasn't like seventh grade it was like ninth grade i was a centrist at that point and i was yeah. like you know what would be funny if i watch one of these videos that's like feminism wrecked compilations and i laughed oh. at the fact that that's what they think feminism is and then it turned out to be pro-feminism. It was like, oh, this is really cool. And well, then I kept looking further, and this guy turned out to be a socialist. And from there, I found out about anarchism. And from there, well, you know how it is. Yeah. You found yourself aligning with that sort of
0: ideology more more often than not. Yeah, I joined the alt-left pipeline, if anything. Um, I've kind of stuck to my guns for a while like i guess i i guess i've been slowly drifting more towards the left as time goes on because you know the disappointment of you know society and how society's organized keeps mounting but um i guess i've stuck to my normal youtube channels like uh secular talk hosted by kyle kolinsky and um like the amazing atheist the humanist report um Michael Brooks show, etc. That's kind of where I stick to on YouTube in terms of political commentary.
1: Is the amazing atheist like a leftist?
0: Um, I'm not. I'm pretty sure he's like sort of a leftist, but he's not like, I guess, doesn't put that leftism front and center. I'm right.
1: Oh, when I was watching him, he used to be like, "Feminism is as bad as religion." Hoo-ha. Vote for Trump. Oh. And. Oh. Dude, that sounds
0: like freaking so... Ray Dubin.
1: Oh, oh yeah. God, so God. I don't even know what's <laughs> going on with him. Man's is like, whack as hell. Hey, <laughs> I agree with that. It's...
0: Like, he tries so hard to, like, fit in with that conservative crowd, and, and it just doesn't work.
1: It just, it just doesn't work. I think, you know how in seventh grade, everyone goes through that like time, like middle school in general, where they like try on ideologies, yeah, like trying to figure out who they really are? I think he went that, through that, but when he was like 30, <laughs> and that's just really embarrassing, but also really funny.
0: Uh, I, I agree with that. Randomly went from working with TYT to becoming a conservative commentator, and I, I don't see where that happens.
1: Anthony Fantano did something similar. It's weird, you know. He was in like one of those videos. Was like, feminism wrecked. Here's all the things that's bad with feminism. And then he went to like being like, almost like, an anarchist. I love that guy so much. Interesting. Um, uh, so I guess
0: in terms of uh, national politics, how do you feel about what happened this
1: time around in the session? Well, um, I live with a neoliberal family, so I'm very privileged to learn their views on, you know, society. Yes. And, um, they're saying things like, oh, well, the Bernie people just thought that everyone would hate Joe Biden as much as they hate Hillary Clinton but um apparently joe biden is loved by everyone in the population
0: yeah because who wouldn't love a senile uh, you know old un who um rapist who can't really think properly <laughs> you know
1: who
0: who wouldn't love that
1: yeah my dad sent me this article once it's like bernie sanders is going to be the death of liberalism and i'm going to say we both agreed on that <laughs> Uh, but in two different ways. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, you know, um, well, my opinion is, you know, obviously it's going to be something along the lines of, you know, oh, the Democratic establishment is just really afraid of Bernie. But yeah, I mean, that's that's like the stereotypical view of a lot of Bernie bros, but I think that's pretty, like, correct. I wouldn't describe myself as a Bernie bro. Yeah. But... I would definitely say that, like, something along the lines of people are a little bit too afraid of progress combined with, um, you know, this fear that if we elect someone that's too socialist, then Trump's just going to win. So let's elect the senile coot who's also a rapist to go against the other senile coot that's also a rapist.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea. We'll get all the Trump supporters on our side rather than, you know, being wait that doesn't make any sense strategically
1: <laughs> yeah so you know we're stuck in this like hellhole everyone's just like well you need to elect biden because like, sorry bernie I don't sanders is buzzword
0: buzzword vote, hmm? vote blue no matter who i mean i mean if we elected trump as a democrat you would have to vote for him he's a democrat vote blue no matter who
1: yeah exactly like um, but um, Bernie's just been, you know, like shafted by the Democratic establishment like so many times because they're just too afraid of like any modicum of change. You know, I mean, they get paid by the same people like as the Republicans. Every time that we're running against a Republican who's like an incumbent or running against someone after a Republican has been elected or else like this is not the time. To vote for a socialist. So then when is the time? Because the obviously time is never, there is no there, time. What
0: would, ever, what would ever happen to our
1: corporate profits? Yeah. Just wait for the moderate Democrat to get elected. And then you can elect your socialist afterwards. Oh, wait, no. Because people no, have no, such no, a good no. taste in their mouth after an incompetent moderate Democrat gets elected for the millionth time that they still hate. Wow.
0: I wouldn't never have guessed that would happen. <laughs> who could have seen this yeah. coming?
1: <laughs> Joe Biden is gonna be the only like Democrat who could like lose during a pandemic in which Trump is just going like even more off the rails than we thought he ever could. Yeah. It's something. It really is something. Like at this point, I'm just going to say, like, Pete Buttigieg, like, Kamala Harris, even though she's, like, a cop, you know, Amy Klobuchar, I would, like, at least trust them, kind of. Yeah. But Joe Biden, how? How can you elect that man? Yeah. I mean, you can't get a better corporate puppet than someone who can't think for themselves. That's fair. And the thing is, you know, even when he wasn't senile, he was still a corporate puppet. He was still extremely racist and, like, a terrible human being. Like, like in 2008, he was saying, like, Obama is probably the most articulate black man that could ever be elected president. Like, no, sorry. Obama is the the first articulate black man that could ever have a chance of being elected president. And then he got the vice-presidentship because Obama was like... You know what? I have to show that I am not afraid of being mocked and
0: insulted. It's more of strategically. All of his, you know, advisors were like, "Yo, you got to get that. You got to get that moderate wing of the party. You know, you got to get the moderates and the moderates with the Joe Biden and like the people who are not okay with the, you know, black per- person in the office. Then, then you, then you'll win.
1: Yeah, but like people are saying, people are saying, you know, oh well, Joe Biden was kind of racist during the segregation era oh that's fine he's not racist now and then like 10 years ago he was saying shit about Obama like you wouldn't even believe yeah it's, it's not great that Joe Biden is like like
0: Joe Manchin would probably be better than Joe Biden and that's Joe Manchin
1: <laughs> uh don't even talk about Joe Manchin I'd like to forget he even exists
0: I'd like to do that too but you can't forget he exists because he does yeah. Uh, that guy's gonna be in there until twenty twenty four, um, at least. So that's fun. Six-year right, to Senate terms,
1: bro. I can guarantee you that, like, in twenty not not twenty years, in like a few years will be voting for President Joe Manchin because vote blue no matter who, and he's the only moderate that could win against Ivanka Trump. Nah, probably someone like John Crowley or Tom Cotton. Maybe even Nikki Haley. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I can't predict the future, but I can guarantee you that after Biden, we're going to have another, like, crazy-ass right-wing president. Definitely, because we didn't
0: fix any of the problems that led to Trump in the first place. Because the American people decided.
1: Oh boy, that sure is fun. The American
0: people decided, you know what? In order to beat Trump, we need to elect the candidate that can beat Trump, which is the candidate that can beat Trump because he can beat Trump
1: because he can beat Trump. <laughs> I mean, in the end, the Democratic establishment doesn't even care about beating Trump. Yeah, I mean, they're basically owned by you know corporations, and they don't yeah. give a shit. They just want to put on you know this mask that they hate Trump yeah. so and that resist you know. Yeah, exactly. They just want to keep their their voting base without actually making any change. You know, Joe Biden's going to get in there. You think any of those kids in cages are going to be let out? Um, yeah, not really. Definitely not.
0: Because Joe Biden is just... Yeah, he, he's not even Joe Biden anymore. Alright, so what are you saying? Um, I kind of forgot what I was saying, so I kind of want to ask a different question. Um. A bit more Mm -hmm. of a personal question. Have you been, like, reading anything interesting as of late? Hmm.
1: Well, that's a good question. I ordered a bunch of, um, leftist books. Like, a bunch of leftist philosophy books when, um, the quarantine... Like, before the quarantine started. Because... Because I was, um... I was thinking, you know, well, you know, I'm this, like, leftist intellectual yeah. now because I've been uh, bread-pilled, so I might as well order all these books, and then I couldn't read any of them because I have the attention span <laughs> of a squirrel. <laughs> Don't we all? But now, I feel like quarantine, you know, it's a terrible time, but it's the perfect time to actually work on your attention span because, you know, this is the first time I've just been sitting around and being like you know what fucking checking twitter instagram uh facebook i don't use facebook yeah i don't use uh that shit's kind of getting boring yeah and so now i feel like it's the perfect time to you know treat the i watched a video earlier today that was like you should use the internet not as like a tool but as like a treat you know you can have a little internet today for like three hours spread throughout the day as a treat as a pretty big treat and I feel like this is the perfect time to actually start reading instead of um actually going online or a
0: perfect time to start a
1: podcast Ooh, you know it so um I've been reading the conquest of bread by Peter Kropotkin who's like the OG anarcho-communist like that's my boy and I haven't gotten that far But, like, it's really interesting to see where, like, everything starts from. Because, you know, a lot of leftists don't actually read theory. A lot of nobody reads theory. Even, like, right-wingers, centrists, nobody reads theory. But when you actually, like, buckle down and think, you know, maybe we should read this, you get some really interesting takes on it and where it comes from. I mean, you can't get information better than from the source. Yeah. And, you know, it's really sweet to, like, pull up and be like, ah, so now more things make sense. Yeah. Um, reading is fundamental. And knowledge is power.
0: This is what I've been told. Ew. <laughs> I'm starting to slowly believe that money is power. But you know. That's kind of here, not here nor there.
1: Ew. I hate money bro. Uh,
0: I hate how much money. Um, is uh, influential. On in our
1: political system. I mean, I think, you know, this is going to be sound kind of neoliberal, but in any democracy, like, bribing is going to be inherently fundamental in some way or another. But I think that, like, that's something that people see, and then they say, you know, well, then what's the point? Let's just keep letting it happen. But no, that's exactly what you shouldn't do. You should try to limit it as much as you can. Like, of course, money's going to be in power. That doesn't mean that you can't, like like harshly, the amount of power that it actually yeah, get. Exactly. Like you know, I'm a personal believer and I stole this from a boomer meme that um politicians should like wear the like donors to their to their uh campaigns on their suits like um uh soccer players uh wear like, their yeah, sponsors. Or like the sponsors. Like NBA NBA uh teams jerseys have sponsors on them. Exactly. Yeah, like honestly, like Chuck Schumer pulling up, uh, Goldman Sachs, like Apple, um, every, just decked out in corporations. Yeah. Like, you know, my boy, Mitch McConnell pulling up, um, the Illuminati, <laughs> uh, BT, um, you know, the Lizard people, they're different from the Illuminati, oh, they yeah. have their own little right, thing, right. um, Herschel sings the blues. Um, you know all the things yeah, exactly. Like, let me like tell you, be a lot more interesting. I also believe that we should um get rid of filibusters in favor of like something similar to Star Trek, where they would like have like a big stand and they'd have like two guys fight with like weird weapons. Hmm. I never watched Star Trek, but that all seemed cool to me. I think that we should bring that back, but in the Congress. And, like, instead of being, like, I'm going to filibuster, you just, like, I challenge you duel. to, uh, claw-plock. That's what they call oh, it in Futurama. Or just a duel. <laughs> yeah, or just a duel, but with fancy futuristic weapons. Yeah. That'd be cool. Except it doesn't kill you. And that's how you decide whether you talk about the thing anymore.
0: <laughs> I think that's a great idea. But, uh, I personally think the filibuster is a bit too, uh... Strong right now.
1: Considering the fact that blocks pretty much legislation I mean, for either party forever. Yeah, and why should it? You know, the whole thing about America is that, you know, we're trying to progress. I mean, the constitution is like chill as fuck, but I mean we still need a lot of things done to like fix this country. And how are we going to do that if every time there's another guy in power, it's like, will I choose to filibuster? And then I was like,
0: mm, yes. yes, 60 votes now. An <laughs> this...
1: Anyway, politicians, like, the best thing to do would be to have, like, politicians fight to the death because if they're fighting to the death. Like, that means that they can't just be like those lazy assholes who are like, hmm, I'd like to do something. In my 20 year term, because that's every time I keep getting elected two every two years. But I'm just gonna not. Like, now they just get chosen at random to go into the ring, and like, they better do something, girl. They better show they're devoted. <laughs> Freaking Roman battles in the arena. <laughs> they want to pass legislation. Honestly, that do sound kind of like slapping. Like, politicians actually have to, like, devote themselves instead of just being like, mm, yes, we are the upper class.
0: All right. Um, I kind of don't know what to say about that. I don't know how to respond
1: to that. Uh, I've left these speechless. So it's just my goal. Um, I'd like to promote my uh, new album slash religion coming. Uh, Herschel sings yeah. the blues again uh, it's going to be very powerful if you join it you'll find the secrets to life and happiness and uh, you'll also sing a lot of the blues alright um, you know we're stealing from artists around around the uh, blues spectrum uh, Miles Davis uh, Duke Ellington the Beatles yeah, just ripping off everybody um, everybody they don't even have to be blues yeah, actually you know Uh, Flava Flav, uh, Britney Spears, love Britney Spears. She's actually part of the cult already. I saw that on Twitter. Um, but, um, yeah, you don't, you gotta rip off Roddy Rich, Drake, everybody. You fucking know it. I'm, like, pulling up. We gonna be, like, popping off, singing songs, uh, polygamy, (laughs) you know, all the Uh, great things. (laughs) All right.
0: All right. Um... How, what do you think that the American left should do moving forward um, into the future?
1: Moving forward, you know, here's the thing with the American left. Every time someone loses, they always blame it on the actual leftists. Yeah. You know, if a centrist candidate loses, it's because, you know, the Democrats didn't... I'm sorry, the leftists didn't actually vote for him. If the left-wing candidate loses, we need to elect more pragmatic censure so the centrist candidate loses well we didn't learn any lessons time to elect an even more exactly. pragmatic it's centrist. Great... they don't seem to realize that pragmatism doesn't goddamn As work electoral
0: strategy saying i don't i nothing will fundamentally change it's not a great
1: um uh, electoral strategy i don't think all the um modern Democrats seem to have take lessons from Booker T. Washington yeah. rather than W.E.B. Oh, Dubois, yeah. you know? Booker T. Washington is like, well, you know, if we want civil yeah, rights, f- um, let's just, like, not fight the laws. So let's play just, us like, eventually. work really hard and eventually the racist white people will be like, hey, maybe we should maybe give the people civil, civil black rights, people even more. though that's not how no. it's
0: ever worked. Yo, what if we just didn't hate black people? Like, if you
1: just lay down... If you just lay down and let people walk all over you, you're always going to lose in the end because more people are exactly. just going to walk all over you. And that's what the Democrats do, so like, constantly. Yep. Yeah, they're just like, hey, um, well, if we don't give these people this legislation, then how are we going to let them have more of their exactly. legislation? You
0: know we have a supermajority in uh, both houses of Congress and the presidency, and what we decide to do is compromise to the position where um we implement Romney care and then and then that's it yeah. then we'll have actually good Democrats if you know... so that it's not terrible <laughs> that's not just Romney care.
1: I mean, people always like to say, wow, look how far we've come. But we haven't yeah. come far at all. I mean, we've barely been, like, we've barely been, like, able to accept socialists in Congress, you know? Like, in the 1920s, they they're like, oh, these people are socialists? Let's kick them out of the country, even if they're in Congress. And now we're like, well, I guess yes, we can, can accept, accept like, one socialist in Congress. But we're not going to take her yeah. seriously. Like. A democracy
0: isn't that great when people of uh, varying ideologies aren't allowed in
1: because of their ideology. I mean, well, you know, the only reason democracy isn't great is because, you know, we've been, like, fed all this, like, schlock our entire life that, you know, oh, well, the socialists, they're coming for you. And um, we're not actually going to define socialism, but so socialism like- is anything... Uh, where you get more rights and that's automatically bad because uh, communism in like uh, Soviet Union killed (laughs) 64 billion billion people. people. So exactly. So if you dare uh, advocate for moderate social change or advocate for a system that doesn't even have the government having that much power but still has socialist ideas well then guess what honey um you a already killed 40, people. like, Gorjavillion people. Jo- yeah. billion yeah, you're people. exactly Sorry. Stalin. Like, honestly. Come on, man. You can't be Stalin. I'd like to point out that, like, at least the modern day, like, the Antifa, um, a lot of the left, they're not, like, authoritarian left. They're not tankies. Yeah. They don't like Stalin. They're, yeah. um... They're generally more, you know, like, either, like, center in the middle between authoritarian and libertarian or, like, completely libertarian left. Because, you know, you can have socialism. Socialism is just, like, the workers controlling the means of production without actually having the government have power. I mean, if we truly live in in a democracy, doesn't that mean that we should have the right to choose our own bosses for our, you know, corporations? That would be a social
0: democracy. Where the, democ- where the social where the yeah. society is democratized
1: yeah that's what a lot of um, that's what a lot of the tenets of like anarcho-communism is about it also involves you know living on a commune and like having a voluntary police force that like regulates itself and shifts often and a lot of this is taken under strict scrutiny a lot of these ideas are always like oh well, that's just, like, a pipe dream. Like, what about all of these flaws? And I'm like, yeah, of course there are going to be flaws. There's, There's flaws a million, like, ways that something could go. But surely it's better than now. I mean, here's the thing. If we compared our system with the way that, if we, like, looked at our systems the way that we look at, like, theoretical left-wing systems uh, today, we would probably find all these, like, billions of flaws in them, and we'd be more inclined to choose the left-wing system it is possible but people don't do it they just see you know oh it's status quo so it's fine it's perfect so um oh yeah i just remember
0: my point was that status quo always breeds comfort and people don't like accepting that maybe where how they're living isn't the best way to live at least that's how i see it
1: Well, people never, like, accepting that, like, the status quo isn't, like, the best thing. I mean, it's extremely hard to change your routine no matter how it is. So, changing society's routine is automatically going to be, like, ten times harder than, like, anything we have ever thought of. I mean, that's why quarantine is so hard for people to, like, accept, you know, wait, all of a sudden I can't go outside? Oh, my God. That's why everyone's going nuts. That's why I am going, like, absolutely batshit insane. But, like, I mean, it's necessary. And the fact that we could implement quarantine, like, so well, and people are, like, adapting to it at least, and, like, it's not as big of a deal as everyone thought it would be, then, like, maybe, like, changing lifestyles in other ways, such as, like, changing the government to be more open and transparent wouldn't be as bad. I I, I agree with that.
0: I feel like societal change is definitely possible. It just depends on whether people... Um, accepted or not. I feel like at this point for that societal change to happen, there would need to be some sort of like, I guess there would need to be a takeover or a beginning of a new party. Um, I feel like a third party would be much harder route than taking over one of the two major parties because of how low the trust in the media is among Republicans compared to Democrats. Um, I'd assume that um, it would probably be easier to take over the Republican party, honestly, than it would be to take over the Democratic party from a left-wing place, just because if you get like some strong man that the Republican base likes personally, and you argue things from like a fiscally conservative sort of way, then I feel like you could swing over quite a few people. But the Democrats are beyond hope, I feel.
1: Nah, that's kind of like... I feel like that's kind of a pipe dream. I'm just going to say, you know, the Republican Party is too far gone. Like, I'm not going to go on this whole vote blue no matter who spiel, but we can't just accept the Republicans as if they're our friends just because they hate the Democrats, too. Like, I feel a lot of leftists hate... The Democrats more because, you know, it's the minor differences that really the closer you are to a person, the more the differences bug you. You know, we're not as close towards Republicans. So sometimes we see them in a more favorable light compared to the Democrats. But, you know, the Democrats, they're somewhat closer to us. And so we see the real truth in them. Like. But, like, I feel that if. Biden loses; it's going to be the end of the Democrat Party. There's no way they yeah. could recover, and it would either mean like, it wouldn't it wouldn't be like the Democrat Party collapsing. It'd just be the end of this era of the Democratic Party. We would end up with like a new Democrat yeah, Party
0: because it's like oh, the centrists lost to this I doofus twice in a row, with their two strongest centrist candidates or two most well known like yeah high accolade centrist candidates that they had up. Both, the... oh. And Trump winning,
1: again, yeah. would be terrible. I mean, I feel like... But, at the same time, Biden winning again would also be terrible. But, obviously, one is more terrible than um, the other, in my opinion.
0: I'm not sure, honestly, which one is more terrible. I'm going to be pretty honest with you.
1: Because... Oh. Uh, um, well, I think that... Uh, you see... I'm worried that, you know, I mean, Biden is definitely a a Neville Chamberlain type, you know. He's the type of guy who's like, oh, well, if we just let them have, like, Austria, they're not going to take Czechoslovakia. I don't view Biden as that. But, you know, Trump, Trump is more of not, he is not, is more of, you know, the fascist strongman type, you know. I'm not trying to have that guy in power any longer but also Biden is not the best option. But I don't feel like we need to mount some kind of attack against Biden because he's already attacking himself just by being yeah. just by having his the mouth thing open. Is, is
0: like the way I think about it: you have four years of Trump, and and then um you would have you would have four more years of Trump, and then you would have a chance to elect the president um a progressive through the Democratic primary again if Joe Biden fails one. And if Joe Biden succeeds, let's say you get two years of Joe Biden before he dies from Alzheimer's. Um, Then you have eight years of his vice president. Then you have eight years of the next Republican, whoever that hell may be. I feel like the four years of Trump is better than the long, long, long time of those two, of the corporate Democrats and then the Republicans.
1: Yeah, in my opinion, the best solution would be that both candidates die of corona. But, I mean, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I'm That's what I'm hoping for at the moment. Either global revolution or both candidates die from corona. Those are the only two options um, right I now for like me. I feel like the most likely path
0: for... Um, I guess, Biden to fall apart right as he's about to win would be if the mainstream media is actually kind of forced to cover this terror Reid uh, rape story by, like, other mainstream media. Oh, please, but, you know, I need CNN, that. CNN,
1: MSNBC haven't reported about it at all. People are like, oh. I mean, this is the perfect time for a rape story to come out because, you know, they could just be like, no, we're going to cover yeah. the coronavirus like, oh, some more. guess what? Um... Then there's people around,
0: like, who are major influencers and stuff being like, oh, well, I mean, if, if, if your choice is, like, Trump and Biden, both of them have sexual assault allegations against them. Obviously, you vote for the
1: better rapist. Like, Yeah, that's not a good thing. That's, like, maybe we shouldn't elect a rapist. Yeah. I'm sorry if that's a controversial opinion, but, you know, if someone has rape allegations against them... You know, if Brett Kavanaugh were running and, and like, the Blasey Ford came out during that, you know, the mainstream media would be all over it. And, you know, but now it's like, oh, well, we need to believe they, all women as, as, as long as, as it's, like, Democratic. as... L- believe all women exactly. as long
0: as it doesn't inconvenience me. Like, I believe, like, Alyssa Milano is
1: kind of just, like, like, breaking down. At Bernie Bros on Twitter. Alyssa Milano has been breaking down for years. Like, now it's yeah. just like coming out with the Tara Reid allegations, but she yeah. has never been, like, not breaking the down in Morgan one way or, or another. Me Too
0: movement and she removed it from her freaking um, social media profile. <laughs> so it's really clear that yeah, it's exactly. not about the sexual assault allegations, it's about, oh, I don't like this person. Let's use this as a political attack against them. And if it's a person that I do like, then um, we'll just keep quiet about it and uh, we'll not talk about it at all. But hashtag me
1: too, by the way. Yeah, like, honestly, I'm still, like, extremely pro-believe-all-women and stuff like that, and me too. What you want to say now? All right. Word, so I'm... All right, I was just going to say that, um... You know, if something about this, like, came out during Bernie, about yeah. Bernie, you know, the mainstream media will be all over it. I mean, the mainstream media was about, was all over Warren's yeah. uh, comment about Bernie, which, yeah. But then the second, you know, there's an actual, like, rape allegation against Joe Biden, then all of a sudden they are like, yeah, I can't, I, see, I cannot see it. it, I do not see it. Like
0: people are claiming that she's like a Russian asset like, you know, because everyone I don't like is a Russian
1: asset according to a corporate Democrat. <laughs> oh my God, you know, whenever they're in a corner, you know, that the Republicans will always be like, China, China, China. Yeah, the flag. Democrats will always be like, Russia, Russia, Russia. Like, yeah, nah, bro, maybe exactly. your political parties just suck. And um, I feel like
0: we... It would be very useful if we had a better voting system in a third party, but we don't have either. Oh.
1: I mean, the best thing would always be like first oh, past the post. I'm very glad that got implemented in New York City. Ranked Maybe ranked someday ranked. it could be implemented worldwide. Not first past
0: the post. We, ha- we have first past the post right now. You're talking mm-hmm. about uh, ranked choice voting.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Rank yeah, I meant, voting. Ranked choice, you meant ranked
0: choice. You're right. should also probably make have a better uh, way of distributing re- representatives and um, ranking representatives
1: like that as well. Word. I mean, I just think that we should, like, reorganize the states to some degree, because, like, why the hell is Wyoming a thing, but then, like, D.C. gets nothing. Like, that's some BS right there. There are, like, four people in Wyoming. There are, like, three million people in D.C., but one is a um, state, one isn't. Hold the
0: fuck up. And DC has like six hundred eighty thousand people
1: inside of its proper city. Okay, but like, I, it doesn't matter. The point is that DC has more people than Wyoming, but that fucking shithole state. Yeah, because, DC um, isn't, you know, the government's like, oh, um, I mean,
0: Puerto is not a state, even though it should be, because the U.S. doesn't like doing paperwork, and like. Puerto Rico should be
1: independent, Um, man. Depends on what they want. Like, it depends on what they want. But I've heard a lot of people advocate that we should get Puerto Rico back on their feet and then have them have, like, independence. Uh, I mean,
0: that's
1: either... I feel like they should either go independent if that's what they want, or they
0: should become a state in the United States. Because they...
1: Yeah, you know, exactly. Puerto Rico should just not like, be where it is right now. That Puerto Rico point.
0: is basically the same size as Connecticut in both actual land area and population, But it has no federal representation and no presidential representation.
1: Also, why is it part of the First Circuit that pisses me off so I, much? It's I, nowhere I don't near know. like Massachusetts. Why it's
0: freaking First Circuit? That makes no sense.
1: It's like. It's like a hundred miles away from Florida, yeah. and then it's like two billion miles away from like Maine, and exactly. they're just like, "Well, so, you know what? Let's just
0: put it with Maine." You need to take a case in Puerto Rico, you know, just get on a uh, two-day boat ride, take a cruise, I have some fun on the Diamond Princess. <laughs> um. Anything else you want to say?
1: Hmm. You know what? I do want to talk about something. You know, it's kind of a win for the LGBT community. So, Idaho um, passed a law that was, like, uh, that was super transphobic. It was, like, trans uh people couldn't compete in sports of their gender and it also included some stuff about like bathroom laws and normally that'd be like oh fuck man but then i realized something the the aclu is already like like, oh no this is going to court and then it's also in the ninth circuit which is the court that's always like well you know what we're gonna be super like uh progressive so, like, yeah, I'm not even worried. This is going to set a the California somewhere. circuit. Is... And the California
0: circuit is the good one. So, That's, you know what? I am very big. happy about that. Also, it's kind of interesting that, um, you know, it took the U.S. until uh, 2013, I think, in order to be like, wait, gays exist, and they shouldn't have, like, rights to marry. The- marry. That's wild. <laughs>
1: 2016 I think Twenty, 20 no it was 2015 2014-2015 like yeah it was I'll somewhere around 2014-2015 I remember because on that day I got into so I was in 6th grade so I think it was 2015 and I got into so many Twitter arguments where people were calling me gay and I was like I'm not gay I'm just very progressive and then later I realized oh shit I was gay
0: <laughs> alright um it was it was twenty fifteen.
1: Wow. I thought it was yeah, 2013. the world <laughs> fucked up, bro. Jesus. Um and like in like eighteen fifty five, we were like spanning wires across the ocean to communicate through telegram. And then Slavery's in like eighteen sixty six we finally realized, oh wait, yeah. Having shit also in your in water is bad. I realized, wait a minute. Slavery is not a good thing yeah we are not well i I wouldn't say that humans are morally bad i just think that humans are morally like stupid and it's funny i
0: believe because i want to and i don't want to lose I don't want to have faith in humanity that humans are inherently good but they are taught bad practices that's what i hope is the case but you know i can't tell at this point
1: yeah that's a good I think humans are inherently I mean, good they're... but they're inherently ignorant. Yeah. You know, we we're inherently gullible. You know, we hear something and we and we automatically like, accept it as not it is. A Democrat.
0: You know, the human then you probably don't take everything as face value.
1: Yeah. I mean, now if we hear something in childhood, we automatically accept that as like face value and i think that's what have that's what happens in society where then we grow old and we just assume this is how it always has to be no matter what it is and we get sucked into this world but i think that you know humans in general they're inherently good we're just inherently you know gullible and then we get our mindset on one condition and then we just have um we have what's it called confirmation bias yeah it's like thought bias, bias. confirmation bias throughout the rest of our lives so like yeah
0: i agree with that yeah and um but so like that would be yeah. i'm not sure exactly how you would uh change that sort of dynamic if you could even could
1: well i feel like one way to do it is to like intern. turn it's like internalized from a young age the idea to like question everything and to like well, first of all, like internalize, yeah. you know, the values of like We've accepting, others, a lot of like tolerating in the younger, different people, younger accepting younger different people. Or... I don't know about that. That episode where the rats and Arthur got gay married was like not broadcast in Alabama because they were afraid it was going to corrupt <laughs> the youth. Like we were in fucking ancient Athens. Some bullshit
0: with the uh, Socrates stuff recently. <laughs> Shout out, Mister Stein. But you know
1: it, ayo. Um, yeah, we're getting. But you know the main the main point is you know we're getting there. But you know people will still see like in a children's show they'll see like people being like, oh hey I'm gay or oh hey I'm trans and they'll be like this is yeah. blasphemy the Illuminati is corrupting our children. You know I accept gay people and trans people. But if if they dare, like, exist near me, then I'm going to uh, file a complaint Um, to the network. You know, that's another problem with, like, modern-day, like, liberalism. They accept all these things because they want to be progressive, but then when it actually comes to someone they know or someone, like, or it being, like, accepted in the mainstream, they're like, well, this is too too far. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of, like, America, is like, they like to believe this great thing that they're so tolerant and progressive. Yeah. But then when it actually comes to their doorstep, they're like, hell no. Like, I am progressive, but I also want that shit to progress nowhere near me. Because you know, a lot of Americans, you know, they yeah. started becoming progressive, like, recently. And they're not exactly, they've, been, they've grown up in this world where it's, like, be afraid of new things. And now they're starting to realize, hey, new things are actually good. And the newer generations are starting to realize new things are actually good. But deep inside, they've always been told new things bad. And that's still inside Um, of them. And that's absolutely terrible. I guess to branch off that point,
0: I feel like... I guess my hope for, I guess, electoral change would be during like a decade or decade and a half long period where millennials and Gen Z... Like just completely overwhelm, um, Boomer and Gen X voters, um, but before Millennials get to that age where they start becoming much more conservative, and I feel like that would be the golden age in order to enact actual yeah.
1: Societal I feel like, yeah. I feel like you know people say, "Oh, that's a pipe dream," but I feel like it's kind of likely. You know, there are a lot of, like, well, there obviously are a lot of millennials. They're kind of as much as the baby boomers. And I feel like, like at a certain point, once, like, Gen Z is, like, fully grown, and, you know, we have millennial and Gen Z replacing, like, Gen X and millennials, then we'll somehow have, then we'll have a little bit more power in, like, what we do. Side note, did Gen X ever do anything? I've never heard of Gen X doing anything. Are they just like the forgotten generation in between the Boomers and the Millennials? Because like, who remembers Gen X? I don't know
0: what the major accomplishments of the Gen X generation
1: are. They Uh, they were really into shitty punk. They were into punk before it got good. Uh, That's their major accomplishment they also all grew like soul patches and goatees um you know where they are now i think that's a good place
0: to end it off i guess i'll give you one last um question if there was any one thing you could change about the human psyche what would you Mm -hmm. change
1: I'd want to make us, you know, more open to to new ideas. You know, people will be like, yo, um, as a child, I believe this, and that got like ingrained in my head, so I have to always believe that. No, I'd want people to be like, not like gullible, like they are as like children. That's how they get their idea, their like worldview in their head. I'd want people to be like, more like, Able to like you know balance things out without using confirmation bias and like shift their thoughts to be a little bit more progressive. Well, in general, just like be able to shift their thoughts on things because everyone's so stuck up. You know, all these internet arguments they never end with someone being like, "Thank you, you've fully yeah. changed my mind." They all end with someone being like, "Fuck you," and then someone's also like, "Fuck yeah. you," and then it just leaves off because people get tired of arguing. But no one's minds are like, ever oh, changed. Better. No, They're just trying to get in, like, no, a dick-messing contest. Go yourself. I'm better. So I think... If we had come away from, like, all these debates... And, like, all these internet arguments... Thinking, you know, this guy made a good yeah. point... Then I think human society would be ultimately better. But I think we should be less on this, like, wish... Idea that, you know... Oh, I wish this would happen... And then go back to doing nothing... I think, you know, it would be better for us like a child from like an early age to like get children to be like, hey, question things and yeah, accept I, new ideas. I that. I and guess that's the my, best way that we could I try to change. There it. was one thing I would change about
0: the human psyche. I feel like it would be making humans in general more empathetic towards other humans, because if you're more empathetic towards how other people struggle and how other people deal with problems. I feel like it becomes much easier in order to uh, to uh, change society for the better for, the major- for most people. And um, it just helps establish that kind of mm-hmm. the positive side of humanity rather than like the negative hate-, hate side of humanity. Because if you're more empathetic towards others, you usually um, hate them less and um, hate less in general. At least
1: that's how I feel. Word. I mean, I also think that that's not necessarily an unaccomplishable goal. I mean, I think we're getting there with, like, more progressive, like, children's media and, like, schools are actually being like, hey, let's be tolerant of things and try to teach tolerance. I think that's yeah. not an unobtainable um, goal. It's going to take a
0: while, though, for us to, to get there, I feel. But it's, I think it's accomplishable
1: yeah it's going to take a while but it's worth it i mean you know pull the fuck up try your hardest to accelerate that goal i mean the children of the future we gotta make them actually be like hey yeah uh you're There's cool even, even with like it's differences finding differences <laughs> oh god uh I mean, yeah. yeah, that's what I hate Those about like human nature first and foremost. Oh, I don't believe in human nature. I believe that human nature is inherently flexible. But in the moment, we're still in this idea, oh, this person's different. We got to fight them. But, you know, I don't believe that human nature has to say the way that it is. I'm not this type of guy who's like, oh, human nature, um, it's always stagnant, never changes. No, it changes. It's flexible. And it's going to continue to be flexible. And so I believe that this idea, you know, oh, this tribe different, we must kill them. Is not going to be, doesn't have to be a thing forever. I believe yeah, we can I make it like, like, oh, this tribe different, that's uh, cool as
0: fuck. Let's be friends. Good. Um, go to strive for. Because humans are like very tribal. They've been that way for a long time. Word. And I feel like if we can kind of get away from that kind of tribal thinking and I guess adapt better to how societies are today, then it would be great for everybody. It would be better for everybody. Back. Um, I
1: think- I mean, I think that's an that obtainable goal to work toward.
0: Because keep in mind, these kind of urban settings have been around for what, say, 100 years, 700 years. That's not a lot of time in terms of the grand scheme of evolution. Mm-hmm. That's a very short amount of time, so I feel like it just comes with a, um, honestly, assuming humans have uh, more time because of climate change, but you know that's not even here nor there.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes. I'm hoping that we can at least like, <laughs> I'm hoping I could pull up on right. Mars someday uh, and like get the hell away from here
0: before we go. What's your opinion on Steven Universe?
1: Oh, word. Steven Universe. Universe. Uh, I tried to get into it in seventh grade. wasn't really my vibe. I might get into it now because
0: I, I, I have a couple of friends that are like, show yo, that shit really good. Me. I don't
1: know. It's definitely we'll more see where where I the
0: emotional, I guess, relationship side than, like, action. And um, I feel like this first season of the show isn't all that. I think it's pretty bad, honestly. But um, as you get into season two... And um, get into season Mm -hmm. three, it becomes a lot better.
1: All right, I think I'm gonna check it out before like quarantine really ends. Actually, I shouldn't say before quarantine ends because that implies it's gonna end soon. I don't even know. I'll probably binge it it someday. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are like, "Yo, you need to check that shit out." So um, Um, we'll see. Catch you on the other side, I suppose. Hi. This
0: has gone on for an hour and five minutes.
1: Yo, you should do like an intro. Next episode. Like, which next episode. Next we're going to cover will either uh, just be me. Wingus Dingus. Or it will be with a special
0: guest that I have on. I announced it on my Instagram a couple of days ago. Um, uh, about a day ago. Um, it depends on whether the guy is available tomorrow or not. But that will be that. Um, I guess I'll catch you all on the next, next time. And final remark. Wait, crucial.
1: Oh, um, yeah, don't be a dick. And, like, stay positive. Don't be, don't, like, become super cynical during quarantine. Stay positive. Chill the hell out. Um... All right, where should we find this oh, album? Buy my new album, Herschel Sings the Blues. <laughs> oh, it's going to be in all the stores and um, on SoundCloud and YouTube and Instagram. All right, I'll and take your word on it. Uh, don't worry, I'll find a way to get you all it to you you will listen to a it. a much longer one
0: than the last one,
1: but I feel like we had a much more interesting conversation
0: than just me. And um, I will catch you on the other side. Remember what I agree with with what Herschel said. Stay positive. We'll get through this. Everything's going to be fine, I hope. And I'll catch y'all later.